right. Well, welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm an editor at Light Reading. And I'm Stan Hubbard, a principal analyst at MEF. Good to see you, Stan, in person. Nice to see you, Kelsey. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. So we're here in Denver. uh, Well, I guess Broomfield, Bloomfield? (laughs) Broomfield, yeah. Broomfield. Um, Pretty close to Denver at the MEF annual members meeting. Um, So we wanted to start with just a little background on the meeting and what you all hope to accomplish this week. Yeah. So this is our uh, second meeting that we've had to to meet again face-to-face in quite a while. And uh, our last meeting was in Paris, and, and this meeting, uh, we're bringing together uh, several hundred people, um, physical and then virtual, so um, from around the world. And we bring together uh, leading service providers, as well as uh, technology uh, solution preventer, uh, providers. And you know, one of the great things about this meeting is we have a chance to have all of our board members here. Uh, board of Elections happens every time in July. And then we also have our technical advisory board, which is a a, uh, an initiative that uh, was launched a, a little while ago. Uh, we have a lot of those uh, members here as well, and uh, complements uh, our board of directors, which is heavy on the service providers. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I, I think I spoke with um, Pascal about um, the tab and how that helps some of your vendor members um, have more of a voice, because it seems like a lot of the, naturally the service providers right. are elected to the board. Have you added any new um, TAB members recently or no. any plans to do so in the future? Um, the uh, the TAB was just formed, so um, that will evolve you know, over time. Um, I guess uh, probably within the, the next nine months or so, right. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of look at that again. But uh, now we have a great, uh, a great lineup of uh, senior executives from technology companies, and uh, a lot of them are here. And, you know, they're, they're covering things like service automation, SD-WAN, SAS, you know, really, um, you know, key areas of work for MEF. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and do you have any updates on, I saw on the agenda, there were some sessions on the LSO, uh, specifically the Sonata APIs. Any right. updates there on, on right. how things are going? And yeah, maybe absolutely. just a brief explanation of what that is for those that maybe yeah, are sure. familiar with it. Sure, for those who are not following uh, what we're doing on the LSO front, it's really about service automation. Um, our work um, has, um, it, it's been going on for, for a number of years. We we launched our LSO framework about five or six years ago. And, and so now what we're really seeing is huge momentum around uh, LSO Sonata APIs. And really what those are designed to do is to automate the business functions between service providers. Okay. So we have those basic um, APIs, LSO Sonata, and that's for everything like address validation, site query, product uh, offering qualification, um, as well as quoting and ordering and so forth. And so those are really critical business functions that carriers are embracing or the automation of those functions are embracing to accelerate uh, service delivery, accelerate time to revenue and improve the customer experience. Mm -hmm. Now, that work um, is proceeding really well. And then we also have those same basic APIs can automate the business functions with enterprise end users. Okay, so all that work can basically be leveraged for the enterprise customer. And then in addition to that, we also have work around operational APIs, which there's a lot of interest in that as well. Um, Just to go into a little bit more detail on the LSO Sonata front, uh, we've seen, like I said, tremendous momentum around that uh, over the past year. Uh, We engaged with about 40 or so companies at this time last year uh, that we were tracking them and what we call our LSO 
uh, Sonata adoption lifecycle. Mm -hmm. We've seen an explosion in the number of companies that are in that life cycle now. There's, we're tracking more than 90 companies now worldwide. And um, we have uh, basically 22 companies in production. We've got 40 that are committed to be in production. And we're looking at probably having about 60 or so that'll be in production by the end of 2024. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit about some of the benefits to service providers and also, I suppose, enterprises in using those um, LSO Sonata APIs? How does that help them manage um, their business functions? And, yeah. yeah. So, um, so on the, uh, on the service provider side, you know, basically they've had to deal with lots of manual processes up to now. So if they're trying to go and find out uh, where a service can be delivered, you know, let's, let's say you're a buyer. So basically we're dealing with buyers and sellers here in the wholesale space, right? Uh, when we're talking about LSO Sonata APIs. So I'm a buyer, I'm looking to deliver a service to an off net location. I have to go in, I have to find out, you know, what addresses can, are, are available for my partner service provider to address. Um, can I get a quote in, and then can I place an order? And traditionally that's been a very manual process or if they did have APIs, those were proprietary APIs. So they would have to do a proprietary API arrangement with each and every one of their partners around the world. So there's a tremendous amount of time invested in that type of uh, you know, capability, right? And so what we're doing is saying, look, invest in the APIs, uh, standardized APIs one time, and then be able to use that with your partners you know, on the buy and sell side. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a huge, uh, it has huge potential to save time uh, in the long run. Now, if you're a buyer of those services, it gives you the advantage to be able to uh, be more strategic in your business. If you know that you don't have to wait 60 or 90 days mm -hmm. to get a service up and you can, you can do it in days or, or, or less, right? Hours. Um, that makes a lot of difference in how they go about their business. Yeah, um, definitely removing those manual processes and um, adding more automation, I'm sure, um, just relieves a lot of headache. And, and like you said, making um, speeding up time to deployment as well. And I believe you all also launched a um, LSO API marketplace. How's that going? And right. tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, so the LSO API marketplace is really designed to help service providers no matter where they are in their journey. Right. So we have a collection of information in there, um, FAQ documents, um, information on the APIs, the technical aspects of the APIs. We also have um, links to the LSO partners directory. So service providers that are saying, hey, I'm implementing the APIs as a buyer or seller. These are what SDK software uh, releases we're on and what functions we're supporting. So the biggest questions that we get are who's implementing the APIs? Are they implementing them? as a buyer and seller in, in, are they implementing the APIs that, that are aligned with what I'm investing in, you know, in, in my own development. And so, um, we have a lot of, uh, service providers that have committed to those APIs. Uh, a number of them we're tracking and we've got public, you know, we've gotten information to share their names publicly and we do that with our members. Um, but, uh, some of the, uh, more detailed stuff can be found in the partners directory on those names. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, one, one key area, uh, of very important work is what's happening with the solution providers, uh, the API solution providers, companies um, that would help service providers implement those APIs because there's a lot of interest in that uh, assistance because, you know, some of the companies are smaller. They don't have teams to, to be able to devote to that. And that's where these uh, companies can come in. Yeah. So really fostering a lot of um, partnerships that are 
maybe a little unusual in the telecom industry. You right. don't often see that. So right. it's nice to have that collaboration. Yeah. One thing I'd also add is let's say you, you've implemented those APIs and you want to do testing. You want to, you want to make sure that you're, that you have implemented them in the right way. We have an onboarding and interop test service as well. So you can test against uh, buyer and seller emulators within that onboard, onboarding and interop test service environment. And then you can test against the configuration um, that's specific to your partner. Okay. Yeah. Is that with Amartis or? or yeah, Amartis okay. is uh, running that service. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then uh, can you give us an update as well on um, MEF's efforts around standardizing SD-WAN and, you know, one of our favorite terms, SASE? <laughs> sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, so we, we have a lot of initiatives around that. Um, I'd say over time we've had uh, 26 initiatives uh, related to SD-WAN and SASE and Zero Trust. We've completed about nine of those. And, and so, um, you know, we, I, I think the key thing to point to there is, well, we released our uh, 70.1 um, updated standard, um, uh, you know, a couple of uh, quarters ago, I guess. Um, but the, the big news uh, coming up here is we're getting ready to go into the final stage of approval. Uh, membership and board approval for our uh, SASE and zero trust standards. Okay. So that's really, uh, if you think about the SASE environment, you know, one of the biggest challenges is customer education around it and also the lack of standards. Mm -hmm. And so we're addressing both of those top two challenges by introducing the SASE services uh, standard, you mm -hmm. know, services framework and standard. Right. Yeah, it seems like in some of our conversations with um, service providers that, uh, you know, the industry was quick to um, jump on board with the SASE terminology, but, um, you know, enterprise customers might not be as familiar with it. So do you feel like um, working on these definitions and standards will go a long way to um, also assist in those conversations with customers? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Well, so so if you think about it at a high level, you know, our view, and you'll hear this from Pascal, our, our CTO, um, you know, the markets markets um, tend to, to not grow that well or they stall out if there's not, a, you know, a standard to sort of act as a, a baseline for everybody to innovate around. Um, we saw that, um, well, we've seen that with some markets in the past, but Carrier Ethernet's a great example of a market that exploded because everybody aligned to the standards. And we want the same thing to happen for both SD-WAN and SASE. Now, on the SASE front, um, you know, there's been a lot of confusion around that. And, you know, from our point of view, well, if you if you like look at the Gartner approach to it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, dealing with a lot of the technology aspects. Right. It, we're focused more on what is the end user experience, the service definition and things like that. So our approach to to that is 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 different than 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 sort of the Gartner's primary focus around the technology and sort of dividing it in the, into the two elements now with SSE and, and, uh, and sort of the secure SD-WAN, we're looking at it as a, as a, as a service, right. right? And so, um, you know, from that point of view, we think that uh, if we can have the industry aligned on that term, you know, companies can use that same basic terminology when they're going out and talking to customers, mm -hmm. it can help everybody uh, proceed uh, more quickly along uh, the path of innovation, right? And the other thing that's in really important um, for the service providers is they don't want to end up having lots of different uh, different solutions from different vendors using different terminology. It really creates headaches for them, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so one of the things that we're doing, especially on the like the SD WAN front, is we've come out with uh, 
uh, an updated uh, SD-WAN certification for professionals, right? So it's aligned to the 70.1 standard is introduced uh, 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 new, um, new elements related to performance monitoring as well as um, application security. So we brought that up to speed so that when companies go and implement SD-WAN or they're thinking about implementing SASE, that they, they've got updated uh, terminology and, and updated thinking around, around those services as well. Right. Yeah, I'm sure that's super helpful. Uh, and then I also saw on the agenda some discussion around the LSO APIs and uh, working in synergy with blockchain. Can you explain how that works and, and why that was important? Yeah, so, um, you know, so I, I think on the blockchain front, it's it's quite interesting. Um, the more you talk, the more you find that there's 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 good interest in that. And, and basically what uh, Daniel Barlev is our expert, uh, in-house expert on that. So you want to talk to him to get the real scoop. Um, but the, the way to think about the blockchain is, is it, uh, it is uh, complementary to our work around uh, the billing and settlement. Um, so you have non-repudiation, uh, um, you know, basically a capability. So everybody is understanding what, um, what's been aligned, uh, agreed upon. And uh, if there's a dispute in, in, on the billing side, um, that can be addressed um, by referring to what's, what's uh, kept in the ledger. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, be interested to hear more about that. Um, so we'll we'll keep an eye out <laughs> for yeah, updates there. Um, so as we wrap up, anything else um, that you're looking forward to either at this event or or for um, Meth over the next year? Yeah, well, I think uh, the key things to to focus on for for us uh, in the next uh, few quarters is again heavy focus on service automation, uh, not just around LSO Sonata, but uh, LSO uh, operational APIs and and Cantata, the other you know, the API facing the enterprise. Uh, we're going to, we're going to have quite a bit more uh, discussion around that. And we're going to have an updated or a new LSO partner conference uh, coming up in October at our next meeting. Um, so that uh, was quite successful um, in Paris uh, a few uh, months ago. And so we're going to bring together those that are interested in the business aspects of LSO, as well as the operational technical aspects of LSO. And, uh, and then on the SD-WAN and SASE front, I think we're, we're looking to, to um, see those uh, standards adopted and growth of the certification program. Yeah, sounds good. So busy, busy fall for yeah, you all. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kelsey. Appreciate the time.